We're throwing a yellow flag on red flag laws. Yeah, it's a football reference. Uh, and we may find out soon if Ross and Rachel ever found true love. That and more coming up. It's a snark factor. I'm Fingers Malloy on Wham Talk, 1600 AM, 92.7 FM. Thank you for joining us on this lovely Sunday morning, womaning the news desk this morning, as always. The also very lovely Sarah Smith. Good morning, Sarah. Good morning. Now, can I, uh, before we get into, we, we've got so much to talk about. Red flag laws. and So much. And uh, yes. Barack Obama. Disappointing. Barack Obama's back in the news, folks. Yes. (laughs) Disappointing the woke warriors. Oh, Uh, yeah. Shame. Right. You hate to see it. Yeah. Uh, Elizabeth Warren uh, apparently had an honest moment about Medicare for all. There's so many things we can get to, but but before we do, uh, I have to talk about Halloween again. Okay, Halloween. Uh, And if you remember, uh, folks, Bill O'Reilly calls you the folks. Last week, we talked about uh, how trunk or treating is evil and uh, creates uh, laziness amongst the town folks, kids, right? Uh, In my area of the country, Sarah, uh, Halloween was really, really cold. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, no, uh, the weather wasn't super pleasant here in Maryland either. Yeah, the, the weather was uh, frightful. And uh. Uh, so more than one community in my area moved trick-or-treating to Friday because the weather was I'm going s- to be a little better. I'm, I'm sorry. They rescheduled Halloween because of the weather? To November 1st. So we have now now we've reached a whole nother level of cultivating laziness. So like this is what they're teaching their children. It's like, oh no, no, no. It's inconvenient for us, so we'll just make it something different. Right. Halloween is okay. now November first. Halloween is November first now. Well, but just this year. Yes. If you're keeping score at home. If uh, you're keeping <laughs> So I mean you put on your poncho, you get well I mean you I don't know. I shouldn't. I, I feel like, to be fair, I feel like weather in general in the Midwest is more extreme than it is here in Maryland. Listen. So, like, I, I mean, I, I feel like I want to at least give them that, but I still no. don't condone this no. decision. Uh, I, I grew up in Saginaw, Michigan, which is, uh-huh. well, what, 90 miles north of Ann Arbor. And mm-hmm. I remember trick-or-treating in six inches of snow one year. Oh, see, that's awesome. Yeah. Nobody – I, awesome. I wore my Star Wars uniform, uniform, costume. Mm-hmm. It, was a, it was a Stormtrooper uniform. Was, was it the sexy Stormtrooper then? No, it was not the sexy Stormtrooper <laughs> uniform. Uh, I wore my... uh, That would have been inappropriate. Yes, it would have been inappropriate. I uh, wore my... uh, I wore my Stormtrooper uniform costume with moon boots to walk through the snow. See, that's awesome. There was no canceling, postponing Halloween a day. Oh, you know, it may melt next week. Let's do Halloween on November 4th. 
That's how oh, soft we're getting, Sarah Smith. Yeah, the soft is exactly the word. It's exactly the word. You, you, you're oh man, you're creating a culture where they think it's acceptable to trick or treat in a parking lot where fifty cars will show up and open their trunks, and we'll call it trunk mm-hmm. retreating. Because who needs walking all over a neighborhood? That, that That's too much work right. for candy. And, and all that stuff we told you about going up to somebody's car for candy, ignore <laughs> that. Right. For this one night. So, like, don't ever do it except this one night. Then you can go up to a stranger's car and ask them for candy. Yeah, that's when you can go up to a white van who's offering yes. you a Snickers bar. and it's Free candy. It's okay. <laughs> These are confusing times. You never know when you walk, you may walk up to a big white van and Mike Pence may be driving it. That's what I'm right. Told. You just never know. That's what I'm told. Lefties tell me he'll be there with his his big van to throw gay people to into the van to take him to the conversion camps. Right, right. Because he he's the one who drives the conversion camp vans. <laughs> it's his favorite part. That's what I'm told. The whole process. I'm still waiting yeah. for that, so, by the way. So I've heard. Yeah, I'm I still know. waiting well, for that. Well, I keep hearing about this this fascist president who uh, has his vice president who apparently, I'm told, hates the gays. And uh, he's going to be throwing the gays in conversion camps. I, I keep waiting for I mean, When is this master plan going to be unfolded for everyone to see? The second term, fingers. Oh, They've got to – they have to trick everybody into thinking that they're totally innocent <laughs> to get them reelected. Then when no one can do anything about it. That's right. Wait. This is, this is going to be – the Donald Trump lame duck age of his presidency is going to be something to behold. <laughs> when he can be fully unleashed as a fascist. Yes, exactly. When he can really do his fascisming. I mean, oh. just you wait. Just you wait. They'll all be right when his, the true Trump comes out because he's so inauthentic. Right? He, he doesn't tell everyone who he is every second of the day. He's Ex- hiding it. Exactly. Exactly. He very, he keeps so everything so close to the chest. <laughs> oh, God. It's like, it's the same thing what they did with George Bush. He was this like genius, um, uh, tricky criminal war criminal but he was also the dumbest man that ever walked the face of the earth and donald trump has like this big ultimate secret but Mm -hmm. meanwhile he cannot shut up and he cannot not say something like there is if there's a complaint about donald trump is it's two o'clock in the morning and he's on twitter talking about something like he's not holding anything back you guys you're getting what you get is what you get oh this he is who he is this goes back to reagan Oh, you know, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. not quite with it, probably has Alzheimer's in office, but he's also behind the scenes an evil genius. Uh, yes. I mean, they did that that whole actually genuinely hilarious SNL sketch <laughs> where, like, he's two different Reagans. Yeah. You know, the people come into the room and he's, you know, this genteel old man and he's giving out canned licorice and you know and then as soon as they leave and the general whatever comes in he's yeah. oh you know he gets all serious. it is a great sketch but and that was back when snl was like funny but they did they did have that he was um mentally deficient but also a criminal genius right 
<laughs> and that's what apparently Trump is. It's it's amazing. Right. De- depending right. on the day. His mental health. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's really impressive. I mean, I've, I'm more upset that they get away with it than they actually do it. Because it just means that everybody has the memory of a goldfish and they really believe everything that they're told any, on any given day without thinking about, you know, how it was three days ago. And apparently no one owns a Google machine except for us. No. Nothing. So Poor Jeeves. Yeah, poor Jeeves. So I, I don't know where we should begin. You know, we talked about the story a couple of weeks ago, Sarah. At least I think I did. Maybe we didn't. All these days run together. Uh, our and friend, all these different radio shows. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm not called the... Uh, what was that? Uh, I'm not called the uh, king of small media for nothing. <laughs> right. You didn't earn that title just willy-nilly. Right. I'm on uh, like 18 different shows. Uh, by, I, did we cover the... Red State Jen Van Lahr story regarding Congressman Katie Hill. I believe we discussed it, but it was very early on. And a lot has happened. A lot has happened since we spoke. So I am sure that whatever we talked about, if we talked about it, see how good we are at this? Um, then, well, it's because we gossiped so much before and after the show. Yes. I don't true. remember what we recorded. That's, I mean, that, but that's our fault. That, that's our lack of professionalism. But I think it's, I think it would be worth discussing um, a reboot of the Jen Van Lahr Red State well, do you have Katie it in Hill front story. Of you? I sure do have it in front of me. Okay, so it, for um, those who aren't paying attention to, uh, listen, you have so much that you could be paying attention to, that you can be paying mm-hmm. attention to. But many of you, for good reason, have unplugged the corporate media. And also, many in the corporate media have not reported the story properly. Uh, so here, here you are at Wham Talk sixteen hundred AM ninety two point seven FM, wanting the real scoop, the real skinny. What's this really is it. Going? This is where you get it. Yeah. So uh, here we are. You have this congressman. Are we being political? Congresswoman. Congresswoman. She's a con- congresswoman. I thought you called everyone congressman. What's congressperson. Congressperson. Do we have mm-hmm. uh, 62 different genders for members of Congress? That is fair because. So. A person. Oh, man. We're, we have judges in trouble here. Right. Um, a, uh, or a representative. You can call them the, a representative. Okay. Representative members of Congress Katie can be referred Hill. to as representatives. Representative Katie Hill from mm-hmm. the great state of California got herself into some trouble. I, I think that we can all mm-hmm. agree. I would hope most of us could agree. Don't care who she's sleeping with. Really don't nope. care. None of my business. Not really married. Don't care. Not married to her. Uh, but the House of Representatives, uh, they don't like it when you sleep with staffers. They don't. In fact, Representative Katie Hill doesn't like it. Representative Katie Hill herself had been a proponent and signer of a recent legis- a recent bill, a recent piece of legislation that made dating a staffer a- officially against House rules. Which makes sense. You should not be dating subordinates. Of course. It's bad form. Especially and, – and- 
Besides, um, you know, the Me Too movement has taught us all that when you are dating, you, you cannot, if you have a relationship with an inferior, then that is by nature of the power dynamic and position you're putting them in, but um, that that in itself is a form of sexual assault or harassment, like, yeah, sexual assault. Yes. So... So there's a lot of red. There's a lot of problems here with right. what she's done that don't include who it is that she's sleeping with. Right. Uh, so the story breaks on Red State, and you you have it in front of you, kind of a breakdown uh, what went down in California with Katie Hill. Well, maybe it wasn't so in Jen California. Van Lark- it could have it been in DC, but she represents. It would, that's true. Oh, that's actually a really good point. That's a really good point. I'm not sure about that. Um, State got text messages, copies of text messages and photographs and, you know, obviously followed up. And according to Jen, because I've heard her talk about this on a couple of different radio shows, that she has several sources that back all of this up, that this wasn't just some like one off thing. And she'd been working on this for quite a bit. So the text messages are between the ex-girlfriend. Okay, Katie Hill started dating one of her female staffers. Katie Hill is married. Katie Hill had been married for, I think it was 20-some-odd, 30-some-odd years. And she had no, an intimate no, relationship no. with one of whoa, her whoa, female whoa, staffers. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yes. Uh, she's only 32 years old. Oh, I thought she was older than that. No. Oh. <laughs> See, I assumed I assumed their marriage had been really long. No, she's a youngin. Like the way they were talking. Yeah. See, I don't. I haven't even looked at the pictures because why look at the pictures? I trust the source, so it's just the the meat of the story, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, here. Wait, I can explain that again. Then. No, you're fine. She, she was 32. Look, she was married, and she was married to a man. Hold on, I'm also looking for something else. Um, she was married to a man. She started dating one of her female staffers. There's a side story that she was dating another one of her male staffers, but I, I don't have confirmation on that, and I think it's sort of irrelevant to the story in, of, in and of itself. So she had broke off the um, – her husband divorced her because she's having affairs. Um, during the divorce that has apparently been very, very ugly is when all this came out. So that sort of sets up what ended up happening because the story about this story, the important part about the story is the media story because everything is a media story. Right. So this story breaks on Red State. Um, you find out little bits of information like she supported the legislation that prevented such such things happening. And you find out that she um, was a member of the Me Too movement and was part of the Stop Kavanaugh protests and all of these things that, you know really just sort of fly in the face of how she was behaving in her real life. All that comes out. Silence, media silence, complete crickets. And it was a good two or three days, just nothing. But locally, Katie Hill was getting some inquiries about it. So she came out with a statement regarding the story and denied it. And, you know, this is just some conservative uh, revenge porn, uh, public, public, uh, publicizing garbage, pay no attention. Nothing. You know, th- this isn't real. 
which then sparked a Politico article that is basically a hit piece on Jen Van Lahr, who has dared to, in, a, in, in the last five years, support candidates in California, um, where she lives, while she writes for a website called Red State and is completely open and transparent about her what party she supports and candidates she supports. Now, Politico has written an article about Jen Van Lahr supporting GOP candidates. Therefore, this whole Katie Hill nonsense is a non-story because this girl is obviously just trying to smear her preferred politician's opponent. Well, listen, I admire Jen. Well, first of all, uh, I should set the, I should throw this out there. Jen Van Lahr is a friend of mine. I've known Jen Mm -hmm. for years. So having said that, what I admire about Jen is, and Red State, is they don't pretend that they are not biased. Yes, they, correct. You know exactly who they are. Yep. They aren't trying to hide yep. the fact that they are right-wingers. The name of the site is Red State. Yes. You know what you're getting. Now, yes. it has been pointed out on more than one occasion, and it should be pointed out here, that Politico... Going after Jen Van Lahr for breaking this story once again shows that it's a garbage site. And yes, we're are we all supposed to sit back and pretend that if BuzzFeed or Vox had pictures of Dan Crenshaw, congressman from Texas, <laughs> naked in a chair? <laughs> brushing the hair of one of his staffers that they wouldn't Mm -hmm. break that story and they wouldn't be hailed as heroes if Dan Crenshaw resigned from the House of Representatives in disgrace for dating a staffer and having the news uh, break on BuzzFeed and Vox. We're supposed to sit back and pretend that the reporter who would break that story wouldn't be hailed as a hero and would probably win a Nobel Peace Prize or a Nobel Prize right. for journalism. At least a Pulitzer. Yeah, a Pulitzer. Yes. Do they, yeah. they hand out Nobel At Prize least. for journalism, don't they? I think so. Uh, who knows? I mean, they, they give them out for, for intentions, <laughs> so right. I can't imagine... They wouldn't be willing to give one out for somebody writing a news story. Let's go. Let's go with the Pulitzer. And right, sure, why not? And which is what which is what has happened here. Katie Hill has resigned her position. She is being, um, and this is all kudos to Jen Van Lahr and to Red State for not backing down and for supporting their work and backing the work that they put into this. Um, Katie Hill has resigned from office. Katie Hill is under investigation with House, House Ethics Committee for um, her behavior. I mean, this is this is what this is what journalism is supposed to be for. You know, you are we are supposed to be holding these people accountable to their behavior and their actions. Like this is this is what the fourth estate's job is. Well, is to you're right and shine a light and the garbage take on this that seems to be uh getting some traction especially on the left is oh this only happened because she's a woman this never oh, right of course to a man now of course stop a it. man wouldn't take a man but also a man isn't an idiot and wouldn't take nudie pictures 
of hairbrushing sessions. Like, that's a chick, that is such a chick thing. Just the fact that that picture was, like, taken is such a chick thing. Well, are we supposed to pretend... I'm a sexist, sorry, guys. Yeah. Are we supposed to pretend that if there were photos out there of Ted Cruz brushing a staffer's hair and he's naked... That those right. wouldn't hit the internet? Oh, it would only... It's only happening because she's a woman. Yeah. They'd well, be everywhere. They would do SNL sketches about oh, it. Oh! Can you imagine? It would be everywhere. Imagine! The, if, if, Katie Hill, be if Katie Hill were a Republican! Right. Right. There, there would be... Oh, can you a cold open on Saturday Night Live this week would be a Katie Hill staff party. Yes. Everybody's uh, walking around stri- naked with hairbrushes. Yes. Yes, strip poker. She um she wants everybody to play strip poker and there's got to be one staffer who like isn't into it, right? Who like yeah. doesn't want to be, you know, right. like hook up with the boss. Right. She's like, they will play strip poker, we'll do this, that's the bi- Oh man, I should write for SNL. If SNL was funny, I could write for SNL. Cuz that would be funny. One re- one person who's like, "No, I really don't want to play strip co- poker. Like I feel like this is inappropriate." What are you all doing? Yeah, are these against the rules? Rules, schmools. Rules, right. Rules don't apply to us. We're fine. Oh, you're new here. I'm a woman. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, and and to that point, if there were naked pictures of Ted Cruz or 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 Crenshaw with their staffers brushing their hair, then I would be saying the same thing. Like, you don't get to espouse family values and pretend like you're some sort of moral superior being morally superior being being and act like like no no that that horse don't fly and again i'm that tired that don't roll i'm tired of hearing people who serve in congress portray themselves as victims stop it i mean really and that's and that's exactly she went there right away She's the victim of a smear campaign. She's the victim of sexism. She's the victim of the patriarchy. Like she, she, um, in her resignation speech, she said something about, um, uh, she's not stepping down because she did anything wrong. She's stepping down because the people of her district deserve better than this, you know, this media circus that has now been created around yeah, her. And again, like, she won't, she won't even come close to taking responsibility for what's happening. And again, I don't care who she's sleeping with. It's none of my business. But those are, care. Dems the rules. You abused your power. Don't be surprised when you're caught. There are consequences for that. And did you notice that the female speaker of the house threw you under the bus? Mm-hmm. Did you happen to notice that the leader, the, the, the leader of the Democratic Party in the House, the Speaker of the House, the female Speaker of the House threw you under the bus? Stop it with the sexism. It's the patriarchy. By the See, way. She's just so old. She's internalized the patriarchy yeah, is the problem. We've got 30 seconds, Sarah. Um, is, uh, <sighs> is is hairbrushing a thing? Is, that, is this some sort of turn-on? I never understood. I don't understand this. Is this supposed to be some sort of like weird foreplay that women are into? I, is this a thing? It, it does <clears throat> It does feel good to have your hair, my, your hair brushed. Um, and yeah, probably. I, mean, I don't 
I would imagine that it is something within like lesbian circles. I would imagine so. By the way, I saw lesbian I think it's circles kind of, it's kind open of for L seven back then. <laughs> 1998 is a great show. We have to take a was break. It, was it at Was it at Lilith Fair? We have to take yes. a break. More of the Snark Factor on Wham Talk 1600 AM 92.7 FM right after this. Hi, this is Chuck Woolery. You're listening to the Snark Factor, and we'll be back in two and two. Hi, this is Michelle Malkin, and you are listening to The Snark Factor with Fingers Malloy. Lamb Talk, 1600 AM, 92.7 FM. This is The Snark Factor. I'm your peppy host, Fingers Malloy. Follow me on Twitter, at Fingers Malloy. Follow Sarah Smith on Twitter, at Mama Swati. And of course, you can find all things The Snark Factor on my website, FingersMalloy.com. Calm. Now, before the break, Sarah Smith uh, mentioned lesbian circles. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess that's a good segue. <laughs> <laughs> Where am I going with this, Sarah? Uh, we, we could get into politics, but let's lighten the mood a little bit. Uh, sure. Jennifer Aniston uh, was on uh, The Ellen Show. Okay. Was it the Ellen show? Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And this has nothing to do with the lesbian circle comment. That's just a coinkadink. Uh, and the, the subject came up. Will there be a Friends reboot? Mm-hmm. Uh, and you remarked uh, while we were off air that think of all the things that they would joke about on Friends. You know, this was a show in the 90s, early 2000s uh, that – you you can't joke about today, right? The the younger generation has uh, Friends is streaming on Netflix, and so the you know twenty somethings are watching Friends, and they are triggered about the jokes, like homophobic jokes, uh, jokes about transgenderism, jokes about like homosexual. Like they just are not they're not happy with it. Well, There's like a subset of the t- people in their 20s who are who are like will not watch Friends because basically Ross is homophobic. Yeah. Well, and here's the deal. For those of you uh, and uh, the eight of you out there who have never watched Friends, mm-hmm. uh, one of the running themes on the show is Ross was married. Ross, one of the characters played by David Schwimmer. Schwimmer uh, was married, uh, and his wife left him for a woman. Yes. You could say that maybe Ross drove his wife to lesbianism. We're not going to say that here. Because that's No, we true. would never say that here. But right, but somebody could say that. Right. If someone was so inclined. Yes. And they would be allowed to say that. And many people, I'm assuming, if you are the kind of friend that uh hangs around in our circles, uh would Constantly make fun of our friend saying stuff like that. Sure. You drove her into the arms of another woman. Mm-hmm. Because we're jerks. Uh, but, but, but here's the deal. Uh, this show that 
you know, I, I think it went from 94 to 2004 was its run, if I'm not mistaken. Many mm, that, probably, that sounds about right. Yeah. Ma- many of the jokes would not fly today. Oh, no. So Jennifer Aniston was on, uh, I, I like I said, I believe it was the Ellen show. And it the was subject, the Ellen show. Yeah, the subject came up and she said, well, you know, we, we're not sure if we're going to bring back Friends uh, as a TV show. Probably wouldn't work. And I saw her say that uh, on the Howard Stern show. Um, but maybe we'll do a movie. Okay, a Friends movie. Okay, Friends movie. So like a Friends movie that is like the Friends now. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, w- I would watch it. I would watch it. I loved Friends. Well, that's and I still the, watch Friends. That's the thing that she brought up on the Howard Stern show was that it's never going to top the television show. It's going to end up being a little bit of a disappointment because you, you know, people love that TV show. Look, I admit I watched it. I enjoyed it while it was on. I don't understand the love for it 25 years later. Uh, that well, that was back in the days when if you didn't see something the night it aired, you just didn't see it. Yeah, like that was there was something about. That that age of TV when it was like, no, I'm home on Thursday nights because I watch NBC on Thursday nights because mm-hmm. it's Friends and da, 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 it's these shows. So that there's almost like a nostalgia to it. Like being able to watch it now at your own whimsy is like, oh, I can just watch Friends whenever I want. Without putting in a VHS tape. Yes. I used to record soap operas every day. Oh, good Lord. I recorded General Hospital every day. Sounds like a personal problem. All through college, it was so funny. Uh, Anyway. They're um, still telling the same storylines. I saw it at the uh, office the other week. Same storyline. So my my question is, uh, because you are a friendsaholic. Right. Yes. That that is how I would describe it. Uh, You you already answered the one question. Would you go see it? uh, Obviously... That if they came out with a Friends movie, it would be a cash cow. It would probably it, it, break all records in the United States for box office. I agree, but I have to um, adjust your your version of go to the movie theater and see it. I would first of all, it wouldn't go out in the movie theaters. It would go out on Amazon or Netflix or whoever did it. You think? Because that's the world we live in. Um, I wouldn't go. To, it takes a lot to get me to a movie theater. A lot. Like, it has to be a cinematic experience. And I don't care what how they sell it. Friends is not going to be but a cinematic But you're friends-aholic. Experience. Yeah, but I'll wait. Like, I'll wait. I'm, and I don't care if it, it gets spoiled. I don't care if someone tells me how it ends. I'll be like, oh, that's funny. I can't wait to see how they do that. Like, it's not, you know, I, I'm not worried about any of that. I, I want to watch it in the comfort of my own home at my own leisure. I, I hate going to the movie theaters. I really do. Mm. Well. Turns, because I was really about that and wanting to see it in the movie theaters um, and was not disappointed. But other than that, I can't remember the last time I went to an actual movie theater. Well, so so friends, friends won't do it for me. You're breaking, you're breaking Ross's heart. Then is what you're saying. Oh yeah, I'm gladly. Oh, Ross was the worst. Ross is the worst. Ross is almost as annoying as Monica. That's true. Uh, But they're supposed to be. That's why you love them. You know, that's the thing. Well, 
So a lot of the woke warriors out there have rejected friends. Uh, Very much so. And uh, speaking of woke warriors, the Obamas popped up at, uh, apparently there was an annual summit for the Mm -hmm. Obama Foundation, Sarah. Yep. If he's not careful, careful, he's going to get canceled. (laughs) That's, That's what I'm thinking. If you listen to some of his remarks from the annual summit, for the Obama Foundation. What kind of cat? Speaking of cash cows. Right. <laughs> I, oh, man. I mean, the Clintons, the Clintons flipped the script. They sure did. For presidents once they leave office. They, they changed the game, Sarah. Mm-hmm. So now you have the Obamas. They open up the Obama Foundation, their nonprofit organization. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <sighs> uh, none of that money used was used to buy the uh, waterfront mansion. That's going to be underwater in 12 years. Right. Well, but he's out there every day with a yardstick measuring sea levels. God bless yep. him. Yep, exactly. That's Watching, being like, it. look, honey, look, honey, I kept the sea level from rising today. <laughs> That's why he's there. So he opened up, uh, you know, he had this uh, speech or, you know, I don't know if it was a Q&A uh, at the annual summit for the Obama Foundation. I'm just going <laughs> to keep saying that. <laughs> so you let, so people let it sink in. <laughs> and uh, he's concerned Barack Obama uh, says he's concerned about how people approach differences of opinion, especially on social media. Young people in particular, he said, seem to think if I tweet or hashtag about how you didn't do something right or used the wrong word or verb, then I can sit back and feel pretty good about myself because, man, you see how woke I was. (laughs) I called you out. That's not activism. That's not bringing about change. The great orator, everyone. So he's calling out woke culture. He's he's calling out virtue signaling. Yeah. He's calling out the idea that all you have to do, all of a sudden you're active about your woke cause. He's very much not calling out wokeness. He's very much going, go be woke in real life, not on the computer, is basically all I had to say. Well, like, but, go, go spread your wokeness. You have to put their, your boot on their neck. Well, but he, he also urged people to be more compromising and accepting because the world is messy. Right. There are ambiguities, and people who do really good stuff have flaws. So I don't yeah. know if he's really saying what you're saying, Sarah. Mm, he can't, he, look, he, he's, he's not a dummy. Smart man. Yes. I will always say, I mean, he is, he is a very well-educated, very, um, uh, logic driven person. Are you saying he speaks well? He's, is is, is that where you're going with this? He's very very clean. He's very clean and articulate. Is that what you're saying? Well, I'm saying he knows, he knows better than to like, speak against woke culture. Mm-hmm. But he also knows better that he needs to say something. 
because he does, and he, that's why he used. I mean, there's like at least three times in this. Um, all, uh, criticize the idea that people are always politically woke. Like he used the term woke three times, and it's like we use woke, uh, I, you know, mockingly. I don't understand. Um, in a professional setting, use, using that term in a professional setting already rubs me the wrong way. But I think that he's speaking out against people who are being lazy about their wokeness. Well, what, what I find comical, you know, I'm reading this from CBSnews.com. Uh, yes. Is uh, before um, he, in the story, it said that he urged people to be more compromising and accepting because <laughs> the world is messy. Uh, right. Paragraph before that, they just throw in uh, Mr. Obama, who did not support same-sex marriage when he ran for president in 2008, but did in his re-election campaign criticize the idea that people are always politically woke, saying they should just get over it that quickly. Interesting. Well, here's what I find comical about this. Because here you are. Here's the, if, I, if I may paint a picture here, Sarah. Oh, please do. Uh, you're you're uh, attending the annual summit for the Obama Foundation, <laughs> their nonprofit organization. <laughs> uh, so he's he's talking about the the woke warriors, and then uh, Michelle Obama <clears throat> gets up and starts being woke. Precisely. Wokey woke she, woke woke. She she reminds white folks about what you know they need to remember. Yeah, she compared racism and xenophobia while recalling how white families left the South Side of Chicago where she grew up as black families moved in. Quote the white I, flight. Yeah, I want to remind white folks that y'all were running from us, and you're still running. Because we're no different than the immigrant families that are moving in to try to do better. Okay. What a weird percept what what a weird perspective to have. Right. Oh, God. I don't know of many people I, I, I <laughs> they keep wanting to blur the line between legal immigration and illegal immigration to keep the woke warriors woke. Right. I really and they feel they, they paint they paint the picture that you've got Whitey on in his suburban neighborhood and all of a sudden he notices that there are brown people living around him, so he upends his life and moves because of the brown people. That that's just what that's what that's how how it happens. There's never any other reason that a white or relocates or buys a bigger house or a smaller house or a house closer to work. There's never any other reason other than the fact that there are too many brown people living around them. Well, and I reject the whole notion that people on the political right, and especially those who voted for Donald Trump, are only for the wall and only for immigration reform because they're scared of brown people. It's ridiculous. I've said it a hundred times on this show. People are awfully sick of being told that they have to play by the rules while you have one major political party saying, well, certain people don't have to play by the rules, but you have to play by the rules. 
people are sick and tired of that. People are sick and tired of having a border not being patrolled properly. God bless the, the, the border patrol agents down there, but they're, they're being told to do their job with their hands tied behind their backs half the time. Yes. They're tired of seeing people come over the border illegally, recruited into gangs like MS-13, creating tons of havoc in this country, having full communities being taken over by MS-13. Look at some of the stuff that's going on on Long Island in this country. And being told, well, if you point out that you don't... Northern Virginia. Yep, Northern Virginia. Northern Virginia, Maryland. Uh, Was it uh, Port George? What's the name of that area? Uh, uh, um, Yeah, well... Uh, yeah, in Ma- it's not on the top of my head, but in, I mean, in Maryland, we're having we're in the middle of a whole thing in Maryland right now because there's been, you know, over a half a dozen in the last couple months, over a half a dozen uh, sexual assault arrests of people who were under custody but were released. There's there's ICE uh, warrant warrants from ICE out for their arrest, but they were released by the local police because that's their that's what we're supposed to do here. I mean, it's crazy. And if you point that out, you're told you're a bigot. Right. You're told that you think all immigrants are rapists. That's what that's what the talking point is. These people just think all immigrants are racist. And it's like, well, no, just these six that were rapists, like the six that were rapists that aren't legal citizens that were in custody, but then let go. That's the problem. Yes. <laughs> And I, I submit to you, and I've said this on several occasions on this show, that I am in favor of the wall, and I never used to be, but I'm in favor of the wall now because obviously walls work. Because if they didn't work, Congress would be all for building a wall on the border. And they would so true. they would budget it in a way that it would cost Thirty times more than it should, and they would name yes. sections of the wall after dead politicians. Yes, they sure would. They should, because if there's anything they know how to do, is support a project that doesn't work. Yes, it would be just a, one other uh, crumbling roads and bridges infrastructure slash. National defense project that they would love to throw money at. It would be a jobs project. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, that would be the nicest wall you would ever see. Look at all the jobs we created. Yes. Building the wall. You would Building have, the- in Arizona, you would have a section of the wall named after John McCain. Yes. My friends. And where's. There'd, and be, where's a, the there'd la- be a hologram. There'd be a hologram of John McCain standing on top <laughs> of the wall. <laughs> Their beloved, beloved John McCain. Friends, oh, you God. cannot enter unless you get permission. Yes. And where's the Democrats? Where are the Democrats that are like, we want to provide all these social programs for you. We want to pay for your education. We want to pay for your um, any surgeries you want to get, all of your health care. We want to pay for all that, pay for all that. But in order to do that, we need to know how many people actually live here. 
So we have to have a strong border. Like, they could make a border argument that would still appease their base. Yes. They could very easily make that argument, but they refuse to. It's like, oh, no, there is no such thing as an illegal. Humans can't be illegal. No borders. Um, everybody can live wherever they want. Because, and we'll pay for it. Because, because we're man, rich. Because orange man bad. Because orange man bad. This is something else. But Michelle, and they never have to be held accountable. No. For anything. No. And Michelle Obama's comments regarding people leaving the south side of Chicago. Yes. White people leaving the yes. south side of Chicago. I... Say we take some of the nonprofit funds from the Obama Foundation <laughs> and offer it to white people to move back to the south side of Chicago. Oh, I love that idea. If she's um, that concerned that there aren't enough white people in the south side of Chicago. She needs to have a wing of the Obama Foundation to make south, the south side of Chicago white again. <laughs> and then we'll hear all the whining and crying that white people are moving back into the south side of Chicago and property. Gentrification. Gentrification. Yes. And property values are going up. And They're pri- pricing the black, those poor black people, all those poor black people, pricing them out of their own neighborhoods. That's because right. Because black people are poor, inherently poor. And I'm sorry, did we look at this next paragraph in the CBS News articles? Listen to this. Speaking of racist as all get out, the white flight Michelle Obama alluded to hampers the ability of local government to fund services and infrastructure for its citizens because when people leave cities, the tax base shrinks. Really? So did CBS just tell me that only white people pay taxes? <laughs> is that is that what they were are trying to say? The white flight she alluded to of local governments to fund services and infrastructure for its citizens, also sort of implying that only brown and black citizens use the services that are provided by the government, which is also blatant, patently false. Um, the tax base shrinks. So yeah, when white people leave, the tax base shrinks. Interesting, CBS News. Yeah, I, but you're seeing this in Detroit. Sure. In Detroit, they built, uh, you know, the new Little Caesars Arena where the Detroit Pistons and Detroit Red Bulls play. And they've been trying to build up the downtown area for some time. They uh, sure have. Uh, you know, this arena is just another example of city leaders and uh, state. I, I think there's state money involved too, but I'm not positive on that. Well, you're seeing apartment buildings being bought and then turned into condos or being knocked down. And you have residents of these apartment buildings that have lived there for years when there were no. Uh, uh, Greek town casinos and Ford Fields or Comerica Parks or Little Caesars Arenas down there and rent was cheap and now the gentrification is happening and suburbanites are coming back to, to Detroit and they're being pushed out and they're they're griping about that. They're, it's, it's never it's never 
good enough. We are not satisfied. That's the mantra of the progressive left. We are not satisfied. Nothing will ever make us happy. There always has to be a struggle. Yes, there has to be a problem for them to solve. And And their solution creates more problems for them to solve. And here's a problem that needs to be solved. We're out of time. Oh, no. Remember, you can catch the Snark Factor here on Sunday mornings, Wham Talk, 1600 AM, 92.7 FM. You can also find the Snark Factor podcast on Apple, and where all fine podcasts are sold. Yes. Catch Sarah over on Twitter, at Mama Swati. You can find me on Twitter, at Fingers Malloy. Catch us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Fingers Malloy Radio. And as I said the last half hour, all things Snark Factor and the other podcasts I do enough already uh, with Tracy L. Connors and I'm part of the Eat, Drink, Smoke podcast with Tony Katz. You can find more information on all that on my website, fingersmalloy.com. Thanks for listening. She's Sarah. My name is Fingers. We'll be back next week with an all-new Snark Factor on Wham Talk, 1600 AM, 92.7 FM.